the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Well, that was a dramatic opening. Let me do that again. There we go. Hello, my friends. Dennis Prager with you. I want to invite you to an alternate America, one governed by a president who loved this country, who was basically a decent human being and who thought before opening his mouth, how can I do good for America, as opposed to only thinking, how can I harm the country for the sake of my party? Because the worse things are in America, the better things are for Democrats. The left lives on more and more Americans thinking ill of their country. So this America that I'm inviting you to has a president who would have gone to Buffalo and said essentially as follows. My fellow Americans, this is a fundamentally decent society. This sick young man represented an infinitesimally small part of our population. Sick people who believe in sick ideas are to be found in every corner of political life. It has always been so and tragically will always be so. But fundamentally, this is a country that has phenomenally, successfully, uniquely successfully passed the test of the most multiracial, multireligious, multicultural, multinational country in the history of the world. And to say otherwise is to smear the greatest experiment in human diversity that has ever been engaged in. To my fellow Americans who are black Americans, 
This man represents such an infinitesimally small segment of the white population that it is important that you know that. It was as if those people in that supermarket were struck by lightning. These things are exceedingly rare in the United States. Okay? That's what a decent man, he's a thug. You know, I've never called a president a bad name in my 40 years of broadcasting. We have a thug for a president. He's always been a thug. He's the most corrupt president in American history. He's the most dishonest. He makes Donald Trump look like Honest Abe. For Donald Trump, America was sacred. For Joe Biden, America is a doormat. That's just the way it is, whatever you think of the personality of Donald Trump. The hate-filled speech that this president gave is unique in American history, except for all the other speeches Joe Biden has given on the subject. There has never been a president who so crapped on his own country, who so divided his people as Joe Biden. Tell me a speech in which in which Donald Trump divided Americans the way Joe Biden does. Give me the actual speech. If you want to continue to believe that he said that there are fine Nazis, there is nothing I can do. It's because you want to believe a lie. We have a great video at PragerU on the subject. If you watch it and still think that he thinks Nazis are fine people, it is because you want to believe it. And when reason and evidence do not suffice, there is nothing one can do. That's when I finally end conversations with those I differ with on the air. When I have concluded that reason and evidence are useless. So I politely say goodbye. And that, that's it. The only thing that people share is reason and evidence. If the laws of reason, logic, evidence are suspended, then dialogue is, is absolutely 100% useless. I don't know how history will judge Joe Biden because we may have such a left-wing future that he will be regarded highly by the people who loathe this country and the West in general. But if we turn the country around, he will be regarded as the demagogue that he was, that he is. I cannot think of a parallel sin committed by an American president in, uh, in my study of American history as to what this thug, this anti-American, self-preoccupied narcissist said in Buffalo. Do you realize the harm that this man wished to do?
to to convey the lie that white supremacy is a big deal in this country? That's what he tells people? Not that there was a sick kid who was 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 just had just been committed to a psychiatric ward and they let him out not only did they let him out they they let him buy a gun in the state one of the two states it's hardest to get a gun new york all the laws do with regard to guns is prevent innocent people law-abiding people from defending themselves but that my dear friends is another matter if you were debating whether to loathe this man and this party yesterday should confirm the the worthiness of loathing that the party I grew up in has come to and it's been allowed to fester and grow right in front of our eyes it's a no hate-filled more. speech. I mean, no more. It's a hate-filled we speech. We need to say as clearly and forcefully as we can that the ideology of white supremacy has no place in America. That's what he goes to Buffalo to say. He's a thug. I hate this man. And these are new words to me. Forty years. In, in two months, it'll be 40 years of broadcasting. Three months. August. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if he even believes what he said. And it doesn't matter. I've asked this all my life to leftists believe their lies. I got these lies in Colombia in the 70s. Early 70s. This is not new stuff. America and the Soviet Union were moral equivalents, I was taught. Yep, just two superpowers, like two scorpions in a bottle. That was the metaphor used. It wasn't freedom versus tyranny. It was capitalism versus communism or socialism. Two different ways of economic thought. Somebody gave me, amazingly, I got a gift yesterday of a Brezhnev speech. <laughs> published, of course, in the Soviet Union. And in it, I should have brought it to the studio, in it he spoke about creating a new person. The person for whom, I'm paraphrasing, life revolves around the government. Isn't that amazing? 1-8-Prager-776 is the number. The Dennis Prager Show. Many people own coins that have not performed as well as they'd expected. Some own coins that have done better than they expected. Or maybe you just want to cash out and do something else with the money. Markets change, and to understand the current value of your precious metals portfolio, you should get a new valuation. So I'd like to tell you about my friend, and he is, otherwise I never use that term, Nick Rovich. Came my friend because I so admire his honesty and integrity and knowledge of the coin world, of the gold world, the silver world. He's owner of Amphi. 
Fed, Coin, and Bullion for over 40 years. Nick has built a reputation for trust and honesty, and his goal is to earn your business for life. Nick won't push you to sell, but when you're ready, I believe he offers the best price, trade, and consignment deals compared to anyone. Right now, Nick and the AmFed team are offering their exclusive coin performance review for free. That's right, free, with a no-pressure guarantee from Nick. Call Nick at 800-221-7694. That's 800-221-7694. Hi, everybody. Welcome back or to the male-female hour. Each season for 19 years, I've had Allison Armstrong on. That's a long time, Allison. Now, Allison, does, are you continuing to do your seminars? I haven't done a live in-person seminar for almost two years. Yeah, well, that's because of the lockdowns. I never say COVID, by the way. I only say yeah. lockdowns. So yeah. have you been doing it online? Yes. Why? All right. So, how do and, people? And how I do like people? Even better in many ways. So, okay, we have the link at DennisPrager.com, but people just can remember it. Is it still Understand Men? They can do UnderstandMen.com or AllisonArmstrong.com. Either one will get them. There. The problem with Allison Armstrong is people don't spell Allison right. Which, of course, we accounted for. They can spell it wrong and still get there as long as it's. Oh, very nice. Very nice. All right, so you and I had had have begun this interesting discussion on uh-huh. we we both agree that a good marriage, not even necessarily great, a good marriage is is best for the vast majority of men and women. So where we differ is on my claim that even if you had a bad marriage, you did grow up that's my claim. I'm not saying it was happy or good. Uh, I'm just saying that you grew up. And and so that's why I gave the uh, uh, the example of my asking the woman, would she rather date a 45-year-old man who had never been married or who had been married and divorced? And and yeah. and you're saying and and you know we we're both right in a certain sense and I'm not being, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. a diplomat, but uh, I, I hear you, and I, and I, and I know you hear me. Uh, so you're saying, mm-hmm. look, there might well be men, and you're right. There are men who, for non-immaturity reasons, uh, have not gotten married by 45, but would love meeting, quote-unquote, the right woman, or as you put it, a right woman, would in fact get mm-hmm. married. So I would, I would simply counter that... Uh, I'm, I'm, as a man, a bit dubious about guys who at 45 are telling me they just didn't meet the right person. Uh, first of all, I agree with you, there, there can be a right person. If there's only the right person, what if she is in Slovenia? He's really <laughs> screwed. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> she may not be, in, let, not only not in his city, but in his country. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so can I jump in on this? Yes, of course. I know. Okay. So a small thing and then the main thing. The small thing is I would look further to find out who does he take care of. So a man has never been married, but is a devoted dog owner, like really takes care of his pets. 
extraordinary. Uh, I've gotten witness. Or has a company and his first priority is the well-being of his employees. That's hot. And that happens. Um, so I just, I just, I don't like to take anything just at the, like, make a decision based on one piece of information. I would actually encourage her to ask him for something and see, does he follow instructions? Does he honor what she needs, even if he doesn't understand what it is, which is what my topic about boundaries is. Um, and so I would just, I would just look further, but on the topic of what makes someone a right person, I spent a lot of time investigating this with men and we have identified 12 qualities that make someone a right person. And depending on a man's stage of development, depending on his, his values and what his priorities are in life, the weight of each of these 12 things can vary. And, and there are men who will forego some of them uh, just because the others are so important. Um, but one, one that would make sense to me that someone could have gone that long and not meet a right person is one of the things that makes a, right, a woman a right person is she doesn't emasculate him too much. Too much. And <laughs> yes, too much. You guys will put up with a certain amount of emasculation. Uh-huh. And a lot you'll put up with a lot more before the transformation I, I call going from a prince to a king. Um, after that a lot less. <laughs> a lot, a lot less. And it's one of the reasons many marriages blow up at that point. And uh yeah, so she she can't do that too much. And this is in conflict with that as a man, your instincts tell you to find the strongest, most competent woman that you can attract and keep and marry her. Like that's just a survival imperative, right? The strongest, most competent woman. You want that kind of partner. Sue's that kind of partner for you. Incredibly competent human being, right? And not and doesn't have too much of the girl brain, right? That <laughs> would be complimented by it only seems like five years. It's so fresh and, and lovely to be together. So and so the the attraction to the strength that men have instinctively, unfortunately, and this is what I've been working on for the last thirty years, the D thirty one, the transformation of the castration club. Because women misidentify being strong with disempowering men instead of that a woman's ability to empower Is that new or is that always been? It's been here since I started our workshops in 1995. I've been dealing with it all this time. So... It's an interesting... I don't know the answer to my own question. I I can give evidence for both. My sense is that uh, the the emasculating notion really took hold in the 60s where the idea of uh, I want to please a man or I want to do anything X, Y, or Z, even to attract a man, was regarded as a weakened woman. Remember, a woman who needs a man is like a fish who needs a bicycle. That, that, that was <laughs> you what... know I had that T-shirt, right? No, I didn't know. 
I seriously had and wore that T-shirt. A woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, this is my take on it. Emasculation has been around forever because part of it is triggered by fear and part of it's triggered by frustration. However, um, as it's an unintended consequence of opportunities expanding for women, which makes us both have the possibility of real partnerships because it reduces dependency, but it had the consequence of we're less afraid to emasculate. We're less afraid to alienate a man because of our ability to provide for ourselves given given the change in society. All right, so I want to continue on that because it's, it's, I have to admit it's somewhat of a depressing topic. <laughs> 1-8-Prager-776, if you'd like to join the discussion. Male-Female Hour with Allison Armstrong. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Folks, you've noted in your gut that something just wasn't right about the 2020 election, and now you will have something pretty close to proof in Dinesh D'Souza's explosive new documentary, 2,000 Mules. You'll see jaw-dropping evidence of exactly how the Democrats cheated during the election. Now, I don't know if it made the difference. It might well have. You can't believe it was a fully honest election after you see this film. Drawing on meticulous research from election integrity group True the Vote, 2000 Mules uses both cell phone geo-tracking data and video evidence to uncover a massive network of illegal ballot trafficking in all five key swing states. Thousands across the country attended the nationwide theatrical release. Now you can watch from the comfort of your own home, watch on any device with a web browser, see the movie that President Donald Trump calls a real blockbuster. Go to SalemNow.com to watch today. That's SalemNow.com, sponsored by Salem Media Group. Well, Allison is now visible, you lucky folks. You can see us both right now. And I get to see you. Thank you. That's very sweet. I'm I commented. I come. I'm sorry. I'm just missing the hug. Yeah. The hug. The post-COVID hug. Well, all uh, the hugs. You give such great hugs. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my resume. <laughs> Gives great hugs. I, I really would like to put that actually. So, uh, Alison Armstrong, who's been conducting seminars largely for women, but now women and men, and has tremendously important things to say in explaining uh, women to themselves and women to men, and explaining men to themselves and men to women. So, we got into a discussion here, uh, and it, it is about the about men and women, about needing each other. Now, when you wore the T-shirt, this you may have told me this in the past, but I didn't recall. When you wore the T-shirt, a woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. Did you mean it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Would you wear was, it? Would you I, wear it today? Oh, no, not at all. Right. So your transformation is part of what has enabled you to help so many women understand themselves. Is that fair? Yeah. And the fact that I came from, I mean, I came all the way. I came from not just not, you know, being determined to not need men, 
I was, I, I hated men. Hmm. Why? I was so, Why? Did you, um, did you hate well, your father? Uh, no, but I had disdain for him, definitely. Okay. So I think that that's, would you say that that's relevant? Um, yeah, it all, it all adds up. Our, if you take our, the instincts that have us, um, naturally be afraid of men and adversarial and you, and then you add the experience of one's men in one's life. I had my dad and I had a, a stepdad by that time. Um, and the perception and mine was very much skewed by my mother's relationship with my dad, which was completely adversarial. And, and so then you add that and then you add all of culture. And I mean, I was so normal, right? I was such a normal woman, you know, born in 1960 with, okay, at, as I matured, the message was clear. Um, I had to have a man for my own to be valued. I had to have a man. There's something wrong with you if you don't have a man, but I needed to not need him. So have one, but don't need one. And, and I practiced that very well. <laughs> um, and, and it had a lot to do with the demise of my marriage. I got married when I was 23 and, um, and so and not knowing, like so many women think, if you know I don't need you, I'll be more attractive to you. Women don't know how much net men need to be needed. That that's one of the things that a man is looking for in a right person is, do you need what I have to give? That's so, correct. That is absolutely, absolutely correct. Right? Do, do you need what I have to give? Therefore, will you value what I not only have to give, but maybe need to give? Right. As human beings, we have things we need to give that if they're not received, the the real fulfillment of a relationship won't ever happen. It's not just getting that has it be fulfilling. Right. It's that someone lets you give what you want to give most and and thinks it's really amazing. Um, so. A lot of. In the beginning, when we started, it was called Celebrating Men, Satisfying Women in 1995, right? And, um, and even when we met in 2004. Um, and we had that title, like, just to, to protect the workshop from what we called angry and vengeful. Because <laughs> that's where women were at that time, angry and vengeful. And we could only handle so many at a time. It was limited to 16 people, <laughs> 16 women. So we could navigate and, and unwind for them. How do we get in that place and could transform literally into seeing and hearing men maybe for the first time in our lives. And we watched it shift, you know, from women going from there to angry and strategic. And then women are much less angry now. They're, but they're frustrated and they're hurt. Okay, and I want to develop that in a moment. Uh, I'm with Allison Armstrong, and this is really important. 1-8-Prager-776. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. 
He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. Got some great calls, I got to say. This provocative subject, the male-female <laughs> hour, the laughter you heard is coming to you from rural Colorado in the midst of aspen trees. We had a, a little talk about that because I admired. You could see the paintings behind Allison. And she, according I, to Sean, you have a pillow on the couch that matches the paintings. Is he telling the truth or is he wasting my time? He's telling the truth. My, the truth. You, uh, all right. No, no, no. I, 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 I gave a 50-50 chance that he was telling the truth. So, we, yeah. Allison and I often have this, which I love. I mean, it's really, I so trust your insights that it doesn't matter to me whether we agree. It truly doesn't matter, but it's illuminating. We're talking about, in part, the, the emasculating men issue. So, you I'll give an example of something I learned just in the last 10 minutes from Allison. See, it's too bad that the great lines that a guest such as Allison will offer aren't then etched in people's minds because we naturally listen to what a person has to say after the great line and then forget it. But you explained it in part as there is some innate fear of men because we are more physically strong, overpowering the, the nature in some ways of our sexual drive. And so emasculating the man might make her feel safer. Is that correct? Did I, I want to, I, I like repeating what I think I heard. Absolutely. Um, I call it a testosterometer. <laughs> it might be a funny name, but we, we, we can smell your power. We can see it. We can smell it. We can feel it. And we react to it. And when it seems like, and this is very sad, when you're the most powerful, which, by the way, is when you're happy, we're the most likely to do something to diminish you so that you're at a safe level. Um, oh, when that's I real, that, that No, that, that's, that's really something. It's almost yeah. it's almost like a flaw in the in the uh, in the ingredients. Yeah, well, almost, and it's because men and women literally have opposing instincts. So, how we a woman goes about getting what she needs is the opposite of how a man needs her to go about getting what she needs. 
And so the antagonism between us is naturally going to keep increasing, just as the way a man goes about getting what he needs is the opposite of what a woman needs. And including the words that we use, the attitude we have, and our timing. Um, we have men and women have very different needs timing wise. And so it's ah, the demise of our romantic relationships is virtually inevitable um, because of the way the romantic relationship and the dependency upon each other exacerbates how much we need from each other. And then so all the unworkability just blows up. And it's not personal. But as you know, Dennis, we live in a culture that takes everything personal. That he must not give me what I need because there's something wrong with him or something wrong with me. And we'll find a name for the wrongness. You know, it's our attachment styles or <laughs> all this other kind of stuff. Um, but if we, I mean, all my, most of my work is just about awareness. If we can be aware of when we're having an instinctual response, like when a woman doesn't feel safe, she'll try to connect with her man. She'll try to connect with him. So what does she do to try to connect with him? And this ha has happened a lot since lockdown. How she'll try to connect with him is she'll go to wherever he is and without even thinking about it, she'll interrupt what he's doing <laughs> in order to get attention, like eye contact, a, you know, a hug, a snuggle, a touch, something that tells me, you know, I'm here. And if a tiger comes to get me, you'll save me. And not knowing that as a man, he's the most secure and it's going to be his best self when he's being productive. The productivity is part of the rhythm of being a man and his anticipation of productivity is one of the things that'll have him be settled a history of productivity will have him be settled if he's had a history but he can't see a future of productivity he's going to be unsettled but what do we do we want to feel connected so we can feel safe and settled so we'll interrupt his productivity <laughs> in order to get connected his reaction to that internet interruption which we just disrupted his peace we don't know we did he was in a sense of peace focus in his groove and we came and like cut him off in traffic and we're expecting a warm welcome and men don't give warm welcomes when you do that to them they're like what Right? Or they're so focused they don't even hear it. It's just, uh, but, so wah, there's wah, this, wah, wah. if what you say is true, and, and it sounds sounds like it is, then there's a certain inherent problem in, in male-female relations because what most attracts, I think, most women is a productive man. Yes. Yes. Yes, it means you're strong. Yeah, right. It means you protect me and you can provide for me. Mm -hmm. So we want really productive men and we're clueless how to support you. And and so, I mean, you said this in the beginning, we'd end up talking about both. It's why I wanted to talk about boundaries and can we honor a boundary we don't understand? That's honor. If we only respect a boundary we understand, and you know me, I've developed three decades to understanding, but if we're not willing to just honor something you need because you said so, then it's not really honor. So can a closed door mean 
don't interrupt me. <laughs> like all I need to do is close my door, and then all right, and then that's we continue. The Got another segment, Allison Armstrong. We have the contact info at DennisPrager.com. The Dennis Prager Show. And talk of all the things we did today. The great Ayan Hirsi You know how great this woman is? This woman grew up in Somalia. Muslim woman, Muslim, Muslim black family in Somalia. She saw the way women were treated including herself, she fled. She ended up in Holland. Again, black, Muslim, Somali woman. Ends up in Holland. Ends up in the Dutch parliament. Right? I mean, how many people know that? The woman is, is a phenomenon. She's just one of these things nature produces or God produces a handful of such wunderkinds every generation. Wunderkinder. And then she leaves Holland. She's obviously mastered Dutch. There are very few blacks in Holland. But the woman is brilliant, charismatic, etc. She comes to the United States, masters English. And she is a phenomenon as a speaker and writer. So she was at a conference in Dallas with other blacks uh, on the very Saturday, this past Saturday, when the Buffalo shootings. For black Americans to progress, we need to cast off today's dependency on white guilt for recognition and support. What is the way forward if you accept that blacks in America are free? It is to have the courage to live that freedom. That means holding ourselves accountable for our behavior. It means learning to shape our destiny regardless of skin color. And it means ignoring the divisive rhetoric propagated by those such as Patrice Cullors, that she's BLM, Kamala Harris, and Ibram X. Kendi. Ibram X. Kendi is an intellectual fraud. That's why he wouldn't debate, to the best of my knowledge, any of the blacks, let alone whites, who differ with him. Boston, what is it, Boston University? Is that where he is? He has the Elie Wiesel. He succeeded Elie Wiesel. Gives you an idea what a desecration of that university professorship is at Boston University. But the universities are the worst. In Texas, the day after the Buffalo attack, a shootout between five Hispanic men at a crowded flea market left two dead and three wounded. Roughly two hours later in California, a 68-year-old Asian gunman walked into a Taiwanese church and opened fire, killing one person and wounding five others. This is what crime looks like in America. It is chaotic, disordered, and irreducible. The skin color of its victims and perpetrators is far from fixed. Racism, then, is not the whole story. In fact, racism has never been the whole story. Yet faced with an election year and an uphill battle to retain the House and Senate this November, perhaps it is unsurprising that so many Democrats are keen to turn the Buffalo shooting into another George Floyd moment. That's perfect. 
perfect. An excuse to deflect difficult questions and to turn politics into a binary realm of good and evil. Once again, we're told either you're with us or you're a racist. Even if being on the side of good means exploiting the misery of others. That's what this bum, our president, did. Exploit the misery of others. Man's a bum. He's vile. If you'd have predicted when I started radio that I would ever refer to a president like that, I would have said, I can't imagine that happening. Joe Biden is a bum. There's no redeeming quality of this human being insofar as his public life is concerned. I, I don't know how he is as a husband. and I, I am not measuring it. There's no way for me to know. He might be a great husband. He's still a bum. Mafiosi made, uh, made families too. The, the, uh, the left is in trouble because they might lose the House and Senate. So this is the new thing. You vote Republican, you're voting for white supremacy. Here's another bum. What is his, what is his first name, Deutsch? Donnie Deutsch on MSNBC. God, I, I remember uh, talking about this, this joker uh, years ago, years ago. He's still on. Wow. I'd like to have a public debate with this guy. We're both Jews. I think he desecrates Judaism and America. And he thinks he's a wonderful Jew and American. So let's find out. Let's have a public debate. Who's better for America? Donnie Deutsch and his crowd or Dennis Prager and his crowd? I invite so many people to debate that it is an exercise in rhetoric. The left doesn't debate, they smear. They don't know how to debate because they don't know what we say. We know everything they say. I'll play for you his latest, which is now normative on the part of Democrats and the rest of the left. The tactics they should now use having screwed the country as badly as they have and so far as anything goes including inflation back in a moment the Dennis Prager show so this is the the low life left in this case Donnie Deutsch I mean, happened to have her he's on MSNBC the low-life all-star team. Does anybody watch MSNBC? I'm not being cute. No, no. It's it's. You say, of course. Obviously, there's somebody. But let's put it this way. More people watch MSNBC than CNN. I thought CNN was was uh, had higher ratings. Really, that's fascinating. I, I got to check into that. Anyway, I looked at their numbers. Do you realize my fireside chat has has more viewers than anybody on MSNBC? I think than anybody on CNN. 
My fireside chat for PragerU. Let alone the radio show. I mean, just, but... <laughs> All right. Anyway, here here he is. Uh, I'll I'll hold back the adjectives. Just this is this is the vile, truly vile stuff. They can't defend anything that they've done because they've ruined education. They've ruined the economy. They've ruined the military. They ruin everything they touch. The left. That's the best understanding you can have of the left. They only know how to destroy. The latest is how to destroy the Republican Party and America. Donny Deutsch is an exemplar. Here he is. Every night, a recent morning console poll said that 23% of Republican males are okay with white nationalist, white supremacist views. That's one in four Republican males. And okay, one minute, one minute. One in four Republican males is okay with white supremacist views? Who did he say took that poll? Morning consult? Okay, why don't we know any, given the number of Republicans we know? Sean is the only white supremacist that I know, and, 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 and even he, he, he's leaving the white supremacy. He is now into uh, Scottish supremacy. He has refined it. White schmite. Scots, ah, that, right? I got you right. Exactly, exactly right. I'm making light of it because it's so sick. One out of four Republicans believes in white supremacy. How come I never meet them? I speak to tens of thousands of, of Republicans a year. I guess they hide it when I, when I show up. Go on, please. And 9% of all Americans. So there's an audience out there. It's still a fringe. It's still a minority, but it's a fringe. What the Democrats need to do, and it's so obvious at this point, is brand them with it. Is basically take this replacement Wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. He just said it's a fringe, but he wants to brand all Republicans with it. So he acknowledges he, he's a fake, that he'll lie for the sake of victory. Okay is brand them with it, is basically take this replacement theory and now make it the Republican racist replacement theory. Make every Republican answer, do you believe in it or not? Brand every Republican. This is the party of the replacement theory. Take what is a... All right, I'll tell you, I'll I'll make a trade with Donnie Deutsch. I'm, I'm willing to take that test. You ask every Republican, do you believe in replacement theory? And you have to answer, do you believe... In, in having drag queens show up at school for five-year-olds. All right? Do you believe in talking to five-year-olds about gender fluidity? That's a deal. I, I think I should write a column about questions we should ask each other. Well, I could think of the most challenging you could possibly ask us, and we will do the same for you. I'll make this deal anytime you want. Do you believe in this? And do you believe in that? That would be that would be a very fair one. Do you believe in talking sex to, to five year olds? Eight year olds? Ten year olds? I don't I don't 
I don't care if it's heterosexual sex, homosexual sex, bisexual sex, sexual fluidity. It's none of your damn business to tell my kid what you think about sex. If you can't teach reading, writing, and arithmetic, and history, and the like, don't teach. Go to another profession to rob kids of innocence. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.